as soon as he feels himself start to long for the comfort, he immediately stops. He goes right back downstairs. He goes right back in the ice bath just to keep himself from getting too comfortable. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, back with Carrie Thompson, the chief operations officer of Code Red, a wife, a mother, has lost uh, over 100 pounds and kept it off for over 10 years, a registered nurse, you know, a, a farm owner. Carrie, you just wear so many hats and I appreciate you being here with me. I love being here. Uh, when you said a registered nurse, it reminded me now I am working one day a week, uh, kind of for fun at home health, but I'll never forget before I started doing that. Anne Marie goes, yeah. Remember when you were a nurse mama? And I was like, I'm still a nurse, but it was yeah. really funny when you said a oh, registered nurse. It made me, made me think of Anne Marie saying, remember when you were a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been doing a good job keeping up your license. Guys, today we're talking about something that's going to make you uncomfortable, possibly, and it's meant to. It's meant to make you a little uncomfortable, and it's called addicted to comfort. This whole, what we're going to talk about, hopefully is going to bring conviction to you because it brings conviction to me, and it brings conviction to Carrie, and it's something we all can work on. The way that this whole thing got started in my mind is... um, Carrie, at the time we're recording this, just came back from Idaho where she spent two weeks and coming home um, was a bit rough. She had to leave later in the afternoon. She wasn't supposed to land uh, until I think 11 p.m. into Kentucky. Um, There were long layovers. I just couldn't get her a better flight. Um, Then she was delayed. And I didn't think I don't think she even got into the airport till 1 a.m. Her and Anne-Marie. And then by the time she got home, I think it was more like 3 a.m. And by the time, anyway, right now at recording this, she's going on four hours of sleep. And <laughs> Carrie, I know when, when I get ready to say this, Carrie's going to go, well, geez, now I'm going to have to be on my real best behavior. But one thing I noticed on four hours of sleep, now I, I would be absolutely catatonic right now. I'd be no good. But Carrie seems to be used to. Carrie, it just seems like you're used to being uncomfortable because you just have gotten so good over the last few years, rolling with the punches, going with the whatever happens, just dealing with it. And you've gotten so good, just like right now, you've got a full day's worth of things to do. Here we are, we're recording. You got the whole farm. The farm doesn't doesn't stop running. The, The child rearing doesn't stop your marriage. Things don't stop, but you're running on empty. And yet you've got such a great attitude. I would like to go lay down for a nap. Can I please? (laughs) No, I'm just teasing. It was funny. I really appreciated this morning when you said to me, boy, you just have such a great attitude. And I remember laying in bed when the alarm went off and I only had a couple of not very much sleep. And I remember thinking, okay, Christy code red says, if you can't sleep for a full sleep cycle, 90 minutes, you might as well get up. And I was like, get up and just make it work. You know, the day will end eventually and I can go to bed. So I definitely, I I appreciate you saying that, but I, I wasn't always that way, Christy. I was not always that way. I used to throw fits if things didn't go my way. I didn't like being uncomfortable. Although I will have to say that we were raised 
being in uncomfortable situations. Wouldn't you say that? We were raised that way growing up in Idaho, like being outside and being so cold, you can't feel your feet. And I think that kind of swung me having a lot of uncomfortable situations that you can't control when you're a kid kind of swung me the other way when I was in my early adulthood to where I didn't want to do anything uncomfortable because we had so much of that growing up. And now I've kind of come back over the other way. I think definitely since I've lost my weight and Christy has encouraged me to exercise and I've done so that has pushed me to know that I can do uncomfortable things again. It's a weird it's a big old pendulum. So Christy, when I get old, I'll be back to somebody turn up the air conditioning. Somebody turn up the heat. I don't know what'll happen. Well, you know, that's how we are in our society. We don't want to be too hot. We don't want to be too cold. We don't want our chair to be too soft. We don't want our chair to be too hard. We don't want to park more than three feet from the door. You know, we complain about everything. We, we are so, we've become just such sissies in our society. And, you know, something that kind of sticks out from our childhood when you said that it just, it popped in my mind is we did grow up in Grangemont and back in the, the eighties, the nineties, the seventies, eighties, nineties, it was much colder back then than it was, than it was today. We had a lot of snow. Um, and so I remember specifically being outside and riding my horse and it was 30 degrees below zero with no wind chill. That was just flat out 30 degrees below zero, pretty darn cold. And I remember that we would go to, we lived 30 minutes out of town on a treacherous windy road that was treacherous in the wintertime. And I remember dad would start up the car and it would be warming up, but it wouldn't be warmed up yet. It would be because we didn't have a garage or anything. The car is kind of parked under a carport out there. So it would be cold and we didn't have real, the cars nowadays, they make them much more efficient. They warm up a lot better. And so the car was not warm yet. And we would all get and we would be bundled up because we knew it was going to be a good while before the car actually warmed up. But dad, I don't know if you remember this, but dad would always take off his coat before he got in the car. And he he knew that eventually he would because he was driving, he would get too warm and he would need to be a bunch of us girls. You know, he would get warmer and being a man just just biologically, he would get warmer quicker and he would need to take off his coat. So he would take off his coat right then and endure this hor- blistering cold for a long time until the car warmed up. And it always stuck out in my mind how tough I, th- I always thought, wow, that is so tough that dad would go through all that discomfort. I don't know. Do you remember that? I do. That It's interesting. And him being outside yeah. in, in when it being really cold and him just working and working and working, even if it's really, really hot. And I think- Christy, that as I became obese in my, you know, early adulthood and now am not, I definitely became more uncomfortable with the idea of becoming uncomfortable to where I wouldn't tolerate it in kind of my, my, I've always been pretty tough, but I think I just got, I just got soft kind of in that, in that time period. And then I even see it in myself now. And I get aggravated when I see it. Let me give you a great example. Christy and I have a relative and she, Christy will know who I'm talking about. This is one of our super secret. I'll text her the name. (laughs) She hates to be uncomfortable. Actually, we have two relatives that I'm thinking of. Should I give the initials? No, I'm just teasing. I know. uh, I know. And they hate to be uncomfortable. So when I was around this person, they would say things like this. Well, I'm hungry. Should we eat? I'm cold. 
I'm hot. I don't like this table at the restaurant. I don't like the way this food is prepared. I don't like the way they do my nails. I don't like the way they did my toes. I think they should rub my feet for longer. I don't like sitting on that spot on the plane. I mean, just to the point where if everything wasn't exactly lined up and they weren't jerks, they weren't jerks. They just did not like to be uncomfortable for any reason on the airplane. You had to have the certain little snuggy pillow, the, the certain little, this, the certain little that at night, it had to be my chair, my special foot thing, my special cup. I drink out of, I mean, to the point where Chrissy, they just, they become soft. And I think that translated to my weight when Chrissy for so many years, I never knew what it was like to be hungry. You guys Mm. feel free to laugh. Feel free to laugh all you want, but we meet people on code red. And when they say this, Christy would be like, what? But Christy wasn't morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't know what it was like to always keep yourself at three quarters full. It'd be like taking one trip to the grocery store and then going to the gas and going, and just putting a little tiny bit. Those of you can't see me, I'm filling up a gas tank. It's like that. That's what I live my whole life. That's the same idea. You don't want to experience hunger pains. So I completely understand what you're saying. I was just talking this morning on my ringside code red ringside is we is a, um, a membership program in our app where uh, I think it's 12 or 15 bucks a month where people can be a member of code red ringside. It has all kinds of benefits. One of the big benefits is I come live, Carrie and I come live three times a week to code red ringside. And we call it ringside because what are ringside seats in boxing? The best seats, the best seats in the house. And these are definitely <laughs> the best seats in the house. And so I was talking to my ringside group this morning, uh, during the seven 30 AM live. And I was saying how, um, I don't like eating late. I go to bed at 8 PM and I don't sleep well when I have eaten in the afternoon at all. My, my cutoff time is 2 PM. I cannot eat anything after 2 PM. I will get a low sleep score. I will be miserable. It's not good. And the, uh, one of the ladies there said, well, won't you be hungry? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And I said, yeah, I'm hungry. I said, but that's not a big deal. Have you seen, if you've seen my body, you know, I'm carrying quite a bit of body fat. I've got 140,000 stored calories in body fat. Believe me, ain't nobody going to die from skipping a meal, but that is what we've been trained. We don't want to be hungry. Snickers came out with a great campaign a few years ago called hangry. And they would have like this Liza Minnelli in the back seat, and she'd be all just like this drama and she'd be freaking out. And so someone would hand her a Snickers bar and she would turn into a regular old man. And she'd say, you feel better now? Yeah, thanks. And it would be an old guy, you know? And so meaning that when you're hangry, you just become un- uncontrollable and you just, you're dramatic and you're, you're, you, nobody can deal with you. That's ridiculous. Code Red Rebels, we, we're just used to being uncomfortable. We're used to being hungry. It's not a big deal. We know that that we're going to be fine. We'll eat when we eat. Um, and so I, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. No, and I, I completely see what you're saying. That was a genius design by uh, Snickers mm-hmm. to do that because we all thought it, we've come in our society to where we are celebrated. It, it is celebrated to get everything you want instantaneously. Jim Gaffigan says you go to the restaurant and you say, yes, I'll take uh, combo A. And where is that? You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's not in life. It's not instantaneous. Oh, no, oh my gosh, Christy. That completely reminds me of Wally. Remember Wally? Yes, I love that people movie. On the floating pods, yes. and yes. they would not have to be uncomfortable for everything. You guys, 
when I first saw that movie, I thought to myself, <laughs> no way. Now I'm like, I kind of yeah. feel like that's a possibility. That's, that's us. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's a possibility. I don't want to go outside because I might sweat. I don't want to be in the cold because I might be cold. When I first married Brandon, um, we lived in Alaska. We moved to Alaska. Brandon was stationed up there at uh, Joint Base uh, Elmendorf Richardson. And um, we were up there and we would go out um, <clears throat> like four wheeling, like in, in the winter. And I would be so cold. Now he, one thing that he did really well that we didn't have the opportunity to do when we were kids was he got me good equipment. So I had the right kind of hand warmers. I had the right kind of, but I distinctly being still, even though I was not heavy of that mindset of the heavy person that didn't want to be uncomfortable and being like this little girl inside me was throwing a fit. I don't want my hands to be cold. I don't want my feet to be cold. I don't want my head to be cold. And you know, just this, I am not going to do it. And I remember saying, Carrie, stop. You're going to be cold. Mm -hmm. And then you're not when you warm up and we're not talking hypothermia y'all. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to be hungry and then you're not, you're going to be really hot and sweaty out here, digging post holes. And then you're going to go take a shower and get a big glass of water. It's going to be okay. We have lost our ability in this society to be miserable and to say, and then I'm not, it's going to be okay. Not, none of us live outside 24 seven. I don't think, I mean, the, the vast majority of people don't do those things. We don't live in an igloo. Uh, like some people in Alaska live very remotely in things like that in huts on the water, the frozen water. So that's not us, but I feel like Christy, we've lost that ability to go. I'm going to be cold. And then I'm not, I'm going to be uncomfortable for a few hours on this airplane. And then I'm not, it's, it's just so interesting to me. There are three guys that I really admire in, in my life. It's uh, David Goggins, Chris Cavallini and Chris Gethin. And Chris Gethin has a whole line of harder to kill. He's got a t-shirt. He has these patches. He, he has a whole harder to kill and he's constantly, everything he does makes himself harder to kill, quote unquote. And uh, David Goggins talks about callousing your mind and taking souls and and the 40%, you can go 40%. Just when you think you can't go any further, you actually have 40% more in the tank. Chris Cavallini is the same way, ex-Navy SEAL, David Goggins, ex-Navy SEAL. Uh, Chris Gethin uh, is an ultra marathoner. I mean, he's done just massively, just things that people just didn't think were possible for a bodybuilder to do, to run an ultra marathon, you know, and I really like all three of these guys for a different reasons, but kind of the same reason that we're talking about today, because all of them love getting uncomfortable. They do ice baths and I've done my share of ice baths. They do the, the, um, you know, 260 degree sauna, you know, and, and they're extreme. They're very, very intense. All three of these men are very intense. But just a couple of days ago, Chris Cavallina, Cavallini was out on a, a five mile ruck and he he had a 40 pound sack rucksack and he was out just humping five miles in the extreme Tampa heat. And I was like, yes, I mean, I I wanted to do that. And so I threw on my backpack. I, th I put 30 pounds on my back and I went on a five mile ruck and it was so it was so good for me because immediately a mile in, I was starting to get, I was starting to bitch. I was starting to like, you know, like, Oh, my shoulder, back, my shoulders hurt. My back hurts. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, my feet are already hurting. You know, I've got 
my athlete's foot is flaring up. Like all these things were going wrong and I was, it was getting hot. And I mean, it wasn't dangerously hot cause I had the dog or, you know, I, I didn't put, I didn't put us in harm's way, but I just pushed my levels a little bit. And it was so good for me. Um, because when, if it all comes down to it, I'm going to be harder to kill because of this. What separates, what separates people that are resilient and people that are not resilient. I do believe that resiliency can be taught. <clears throat> There's a lot of research about resiliency. There's a lot of research about uh, being able to keep moving when things are bad. But I do think, you know, your cream of the crop people are the three people you've mentioned. And, and frankly, the people that are listening to our podcast, <clears throat> sorry, Chris, you got a frog in my throat. I don't think those are necessarily those people. So we're not saying you have to rock. We're not saying any of that, but ask yourself, what makes me resilient? What can I do to, to develop resiliency inside myself? What can I do to push myself a little harder, to be a little bit more uncomfortable? I don't want all of y'all that are in weight loss mode to be putting on a rucksack and going out and walking five miles in the, in the summer heat. Christy's an athlete. And, and I think you can get to that point if that's what you want to do. Sure. But I heard the other day, on a podcast I listened to called The Moth, where they share stories, a regular housewife from England decided that she was going to go to Antarctica and she trained and she did it. So you know what? The, the possibilities are endless. So why do we limit ourselves? And I think we limit ourselves when we start to become too uncomfortable or too comfortable with being uncomfortable. No, yeah. wait. Or no, too uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. That's go. what I'm trying to say. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? When we just want our chair, we want our remote, we want our ice. I knew someone that if their children, if her children were going to pour her a diet Coke, if they didn't pour it slow enough to where there was enough fizzies in the thing, she would make them start over. That is the epitome of not wanting to be uncomfortable. Really? You can't drink that. You can't drink that diet Coke with a little bit less carbonation. I mean, that is just an example. Now we're not talking about letting people step on you. You know, we're not talking about people, you know, uh, here's a great example. Our mother hates to return her food if it's not right. So I do think if your food isn't right and you're paying money for it, you should absolutely politely ask for that. So we're not saying that we're just saying, what can you do in your life to be practicing being a little bit more uncomfortable because you know, a day may come where you don't have what you have now. I mean, people don't even know how to roll down car windows. Christy, like, no, I know roll down and, 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 and cars don't come with roll down windows. Right. So you can't expect them to know that, but they have no idea what that was like. No idea. What it was like to drink out of a garden hose when you want to wait a while because the first 50 feet is really hot. I'm just yeah. saying, <laughs> you know, Carrie, uh, your husband, Brandon Thompson, it has been medically retired after 26 years in the military. Um, and he, it, military guys of that caliber, they just fascinate me because he is a different breed. Uh, he just views everything different, his pain tolerance, his, um, his tolerance for all sort of things physical. I mean, the guy is, if he, if he, if he didn't have a bad back and just a, a trashed back and not even a bad back, it's a trashed back. If he didn't have that going on, I, I think I have no doubt that he'll, he would still be PTing today, even in retirement. Cause he told me he misses PT and, mm -hmm. and it's just, but his mindset, Carrie is so different than anybody else. He does not 
he just sees things differently and he has such a high pain threshold and a high tolerance for things. Well, right now in Kentucky, it's, you know, in the high nineties, it's pretty warm outside and it's pretty humid. So if Brandon said, let's go put up the fence, I'd be like, let's go put up the fence. What is the, what is the smallest amount of clothing that I can wear without causing a problem out there? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, it's going to be hot. I will go do it, but he wouldn't even think twice yeah. sweat dripping off, not wiping his face off drenched in sweat. And you just go get it done. You just get it done. And I've learned so much from him and so much from you. You're going to be miserable. And then you're not, that's what I tell myself. It's going to be miserable. And then it's going to be fine. Christy. I have a friend who's, um, so two situations, maybe I'll make it less specific. So I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I know people that won't go get medical things done because of they don't, they're afraid it's going to be uncomfortable. So they don't want to get colonoscopies. They don't want to get mammograms. They don't, I mean, these are really important screening tools that people need to be, they don't even want to get blood draws. I have friends who have to hold their teenage children down to get blood draws. So I just say to myself, when have we gotten to the point where we're it? And I understand being scared of medical things. I understand that, but it's going to suck. Yes. It's going to suck to have your boobs squished in a plate, but you're going to be okay. And then it's going to be over and then you'll know. So I just am amazed. And when people get these horrible diseases, Christy, have you noticed they just rise to the occasion? They do. Have you noticed these people that just seem to get stronger because the situation calls for it? The situation calls for it. The people that lift off cars, the, the moms that, you know, that stay up all night. Um, my, my Courtney and Chase's grandma used to work the night shift at the hospital and lay in the playroom on the floor and sleep with the kids playing until she had to go back to the next. So the kids were safe because she didn't have childcare as a nurse. This is back in the seventies. So people rise to the occasion. So what Christy and I are saying today is how about, you force yourself to rise to the occasion before the situation forces you to rise to the occasion. I, I like to look for ways to be uncomfortable. I will seek out, um, you know, if I'm well hydrated and I'm, and I'm in good medical condition, I'll go out purposely. I won't take my dog, but I'll go out purposely in the heat and put myself through that. Uh, I have gotten in ice baths. It's just, it's amazing to callous your mind, to really put yourself through things like that. I will seek out discomfort, especially when I feel like myself, when I feel that I am getting soft and, 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 and kind of a sissy. In fact, uh, Chris Gethin talks about, he has a sauna and an ice bath at his uh, house. And he talks about getting in when he, as soon as he, uh, as soon as he feels himself, want to kind of like chicken out to do it. He just, he forced it. Even if he's already done it for the day, if he starts to think, Oh, I'm so glad I can't wait to go get in my nice warm bed. He did. Now I, I get it that he's intense. I get it that he's intense, but as soon as he feels himself start to long for the comfort, he immediately stops. He goes right back downstairs. He goes right back in the ice bath just to keep himself from getting too comfortable. I mean, and again, he's intense and David Goggins is intense and Chris Cavallini is just soup. Those guys are just wired differently. And I partly, I wish I was wired like that. Partly I'm so envious of their drive and their, they are so driven. They are so tough. And, and so I, I get it that I'm not that like at that level and you're probably not at my level, but 
we can all be doing a little bit more. We can all be doing a little bit better. We can all uh, just maybe, you know, like, Hey, it's all right. If you're sweating a little bit in the air conditioning is getting cooled down. You know, Chris told me the a story the other day that he had a personal training client come in. He never trains personal training client, but this guy begged him to do it, paid him what he was asking. And so the guy was 15 minutes late. And Chris said, this was dead of winter. And Chris said, why are you late? He said, Oh, I was waiting for the steering wheel to warm up. And he, he said, what? Chris Kevin, I mean, you, you know, Chris Carey. I mean, he was like, I can't, I wish I could do his Welsh accent, but he, he said, what you, he goes, Oh, I wasn't about to get in that car and touch that steering wheel with it being so cold. And Chris just said, Oh my bloody. Oh my bloody. I cannot believe he was so mad. And he just, he just murdered that guy. I mean, he just worked the crap out of him, you know, but uh, not even willing to be late for an appointment. Cause you don't want to, cause the steering wheel is too cold. Come on. That's a, those, that's a sissy. If I've ever heard one, please. And I think it's really important to d- decide on practical ways that you can <clears throat> get used to being a little bit uncomfortable. You know, if you, you know, can go to something outside. Again, we're not wanting anyone to get heat stroke. That's not sure, what we're trying to no. say. You know, what about trying an ice bath? What about trying the sauna? You know, what about going a little bit longer when you're hungry? Just waiting a little bit longer. See if you can endure being hungry. I'm not talking blood sugars 35 <laughs> and you're sweating and you're shaking. So don't be writing in. Carrie told me to wait and I'm, I had just taken my insulin. Don't do that. Um, but there are ways that you can kind of be uncomfortable putting yourself in social situations that aren't your favorite is a great way of practicing being uncomfortable and, and rising to the occasion, because there will come a day when the occasion requires you to rise to it. And if you practice being uncomfortable now, it'll be that much easier for you to rise to the occasion. I know people uh, who are very uncomfortable being on live video and we will like, on every platform, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, uh, Snapchat, they all have a live video feature. And um, I was just talking to a friend of mine just re- recently, and she just like, oh, I said, you need to do more content if you want your company to grow. It's obscurity. People just don't know who you are. You've got to put more content out there. You've got to get on video. And she was like, I'm so awkward. I feel so weird. We're all, we all started off that way. Get, turn your phone around. If you sell Mary Kay, turn your phone around and be like, Hey, if you're a dental hygienist during the day and your side hustle is Mary Kay at night. Okay. Turn your phone around and say, Hey, what's going on guys. Listen, I have a foundation that's on sale now. Uh, here's the foundation. Here's what it looks like on me. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to look perfect and say, Hey, just DM me. If you want, I can have this in the mail for you tonight. Like it's not, it's going to take you being in front of the camera, but people think if they don't look perfect or they're, they maybe that they're, they have skin blemishes or if they, they have crooked teeth or something, look, just get out there and do it. Like there's a book called ready, fire, aim, get out and put it out there, even if it's not perfect. And that is a great way to get uncomfortable that everybody can do. That's not physically demanding as far as like being hot or cold or, or running a hundred miles. It's getting on your live video and telling the world what's in your heart. I love it. Or turning off the filter and just putting a picture of the real you. I don't use filters, sis. I don't either. I look much better with them on. I mean, let's be clear. (laughs) But you, you know, someone's using the filter because it says the filter name at the top, like fluttering butterfly. And they're like, Hey, hi everybody. How's it going? You're thinking, why just show us what you look like, you know, like, geez. Posting full, full length pictures of yourself. 
Yeah. Even if, even if you're not perfect, but it, you makes you relatable. People can understand, Oh, Carrie has that little thing on her thighs. Like I do. Oh yes, I do. Oh, Carrie, even though she works out, she's got those kind of that skin above her knee. Yeah, I do. It's okay. I do. We all have cellulite, almost everybody I've even seen super people that are super tiny that have cellulite. So being authentic is another way to become a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more uncomfortable because it's very hard to be authentic, to be authentically authentic. People try to be authentic. I have one influencer I follow and she's, I was like, do you do this? Oh my gosh. Comment below. And I'm like, no, you just want us to comment to engage. So we'll buy your curling iron. It's different than just being authentically authentic. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and I, I just thought, I just, just had a thought I wanted to share about something and, uh, it just, it just, you know, dripped my mind. I, uh, well, that's sometimes, authentic for you. That's okay. Sometimes Christy and I come on these podcasts or come on our lives. Christy 99% of the time looks nice, but sometimes she always looks great. Sometimes she chooses not to wear makeup. And I like that about her because I think it, it, I think it brings you another side of Christy. Of course, I see that. Of course, our mom sees it. Of course, you know, the guy that, you know, is the, you know, the, uh, the parking attendant at the hotel, they're going to see that, but not everyone sees that side of Christy. And I always appreciate when she kind of steps into what's maybe a little bit uncomfortable and she just goes on with no makeup. I appreciate that about her. I have so many tattoos on my face. You can't tell whether I'm wearing makeup or not. However, (laughs) Christy, Christy looks beautiful either way, but I think it's awesome that she's authentic and shares truly from her heart. And she's just a real person like the rest of us. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, cellulite is not a marker of metabolic health. So don't worry about it. You know, we want everybody at a, at, at a correct weight and body fat for your body. And that can be achievable. So don't say, don't, don't, don't get caught up. We've done another podcast on this. Don't get caught up in this whole, just because you love your body, which we think you should, doesn't make it okay to be obese or even overweight. It doesn't make it healthy. Loving your body and being healthy. I like, don't get that mixed up. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but definitely keep into this podcast. Try to look for ways to get uncomfortable. I like looking for ways to get uncomfortable. And I like following people online who just get out there and get uncomfortable and get beat down. And I love to get beat down. And sometimes I crave a beat down. And I know Carrie and I are a little bit different about this, but that's what I miss about CrossFit. I mean, I get beat down every time I went into CrossFit and it was so good for me just to walk out of there, just hammered and my ego ego is completely destroyed and everything I thought I was good at was done. And it was just a good wake up call for me all the time. And I, I think I, I tell you what's been a really good wake up call for me here recently is my dog going through dog training because when my dog went through dog training up in Canada for three weeks, came back completely trained, it was up to me to keep up the training. But what I realized was I wasn't I made a lot of mistakes and it was a real good beat down for me. It was like, wow, I am not on the ball. Like I thought I was. And I like it. I like when I get regulated like that, you know, I, I just, I think we all need to be regulated and we just get so comfort in our little, we get comfortable in our little lives and going through our little routines and you get your annual salary and your little bonus and your kids and you go to graduate like that, 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 that. man, step out push yourself, see what you're made of and stop being such a baby about things. Start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. hundred percent. I agree. 
Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I liked it personally, and it's going to push me. Um, you know, I listen to our podcast, Carrie. I think Carrie does too. Carrie and I listen to our own podcast. You know why? I, I kind of thought, that is that creepy? I don't think it's creepy because it really helps me. It helps us remind us of what we believe, our core foundational beliefs. And it just makes me want to just step up my game. And I love it. And I, I, I know it helps you guys. So if it does help you guys, please rate and review. Please share this. Spread the message. We're still ranked pretty high up in our space, but it would help if you would rate rate and review uh to just keep the whole party going and that way more people this podcast gets in front of more people and we continue to spread the message of hope and healing so you guys have a good one we'll see you on the next episode thank you carrie thank you hey i'm christy code red and thank you for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle if you want to stay connected to other rebels like you join us in our private network our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.